warning before we start. The material in this podcast is very dark. We will be discussing violent crimes against adults and children. This episode contains mature adult content not appropriate for minors or adults with large sticks up their asses. The kind of spectacle that will make you question your morals. Listener discretion is advised. empty all of the devils are here faces of death round two welcome everybody it's the boys from illinois the pub time podcast you got that fucking right i'm excited for this one i'm not no i'm not all all good things must come to an end and after tonight it's buried but think i mean Think about how the ending went last year. Tearing up a little bit. Think about how the ending went last year, right? We recorded John Wayne Gacy episode like four fucking times. We had like, you know, we finished it in the morning. Yeah. With a couple cups of coffee. We ain't fucking through this one yet, so. I mean, I felt like we, we sort of backed out of last year's, you know. It, it, it was not a stellar finish. So what are we doing this year? We backed out last year. What are we doing this year? How- I think we're going out with a bang. With a bang. I don't know. We got the Toy Box Killer, David Parker Ray, the man with three first names. It's already bad enough if you got two first names, you got three first names. No it's good. Up. Yeah. How many Parkers do you know? Several. Yeah. I, several. Yeah. Well, I, I had one on definitely my... Definitely a new age thing. I had yeah. one on my soccer team. Yes, brother uh, of Piper. He was not... Um, The hillbilly rapist? Well, he was not a hillbilly rapist, no. But he was also not interested in playing any soccer either. Um, I mean, I'll tell you what, though. His parents at least put him out of his misery and just stopped bringing him. Finally. Oh, I... <laughs> Which... Well, you're going somewhere else with no, that. No, no. They just they quit bringing Because he hate Like, everyone else liked being there. They just they were just playing grab ass. He specifically... I don't want to be here. No fucking interest in being there. He's, he'd be like, this sucks. How many weeks? I, uh, five or six. Six weeks, maybe. I mean, not long, but it felt like forever. But he's like, this sucks. Don't want to be here. So you had to endure 12 practices. Uh, six nice, games. once a week. Oh, fuck. So That's get pain. this. Get this. They sent out a spreadsheet where you sign up for practice times. You know, it's Monday through Friday. You can either practice at five or at six. And you know, first come, first serve, you lock in your time for the field. And I look at it, and I see there, like one or two other people had been there before me, maybe just one, and their name was on two days. And I'm like, last last year when I did this, we just practiced one. Now, granted, we were a little a level down, but we just did one day, which was plenty. And 
I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sign up for one day. And I'll check back in here. And if it seems like two days is the thing, then maybe I'll reconsider. And no, this one team is the only one that ever practiced two days. What was their record? Uh, we That was the one game I did not coach because of illness in my household. I had a parent that hopped in and coached. And hold we, on, hold on. So you guys are playing like intramural soccer in that tiny-ass town? What do you mean? You're well, playing not, each other. Yeah, but it's not just... It's not just Lakin. It's Henry. It's Washburn. All the surrounding areas. It's okay. called like the Central Soccer Club or some shit. Okay. It's, okay. Because most of my team was from Henry. Sounds like any murals. But, but it, yeah, I mean, it's interleague play. Uh, they have three levels. There's uh, like kindergarten and younger. Then there's first through third grade. And then fourth through whatever. Eighth, I guess. This This sounds awful. All of this. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. But this, this sounds worse than track. And track no, bad. no, it was much faster than track. Not not as much time at all. And uh, practice was not fun because they had no interest in doing it. And I was by myself. And I, I sent out a text to all the parents. I'm like, hey, they allow up to three coaches. Is anyone interested in helping out? Crickets. No, yeah, nothing. Crickets. Now, in their defense, none of them said a word to me. At least nothing critical. They what, which is fine. Hey, you don't want to help? That's cool. Keep your fucking mouth keep your shut. fucking mouth shut. Exactly, and it was fine. Uh, but I tell you what, man, the second to last practice, I was you, seconds away from mm. just like we're done, go home. Like ten minutes in, just about to be like, get out of here. I mean, because one or two. I mean, I was like, all right. I got three three options. I have an asshole attack, which isn't going to be a good thing in practice and send them home, which could also be, you know, reflected on poorly. Or I just bite the goddamn bullet and get through this thing. And the only one that's here that's going to be miserable is me. And so I chose option three. What about your daughter? Oh, no, she was fine. She was fine. I mean, fuck, they didn't care. They didn't care what I had to say. They just wanted to run around and play grab ass the whole time. Too too bad you couldn't find out a little better way to discipline these children i honestly all i could do at practice is just scrimmage just i was gonna play here you guys put vest on whatever game on let's go yeah because any any drill was pointless because obviously with kids that age you want to have as many of them involved as possible and not standing around with you know idle time and so it's tough to do that though with one fucking guy me and 12 kids but we try to do different things. But like I said, you couldn't even like ex- unless you could explain it in five fucking seconds. Like you had, you stood no chance of explaining anything that was remotely beyond one step. <laughs> I mean, it was just total waste of time. And like, don't get me wrong, I had several kids on my team. That's three to four probably who would be, you know, maybe a little. I don't know what's the friendly way to say it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm um, I what we can it's it's a you know they were autistic, right? I mean, they were definitely for sure on the spectrum, so it was very hard to keep them engaged. Yeah, and whatever, and and like, uh, I've Wait, been in situations. Are you saying they need a league of their own? No, I'm not saying you that could have been at Tom all. Hanks. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it, it was very difficult. It's it's one thing I think if you have maybe like one kid that you got to kind of babysit a little bit. And I don't mean that, but I mean like keep them on task. Right. Like, Hey buddy, be my helper. You know, they just got to feel like they have a purpose sort of. Um, 
Uh, but I had like four like that. You, and, had, you had four assistant coaches. And they were all and like... you didn't utilize one of them. Well, and they were... I had one that I would try to do that with quite a bit. Uh, but it's like they were all enemies, which made, which made it worse. All it Reggie's. made it worse. They all were Reggie's. all like... They just... They, they were all enemies. Just wanted to fight each other. You should let them just fight just each Thunderdome. other. Thunderdome. Yeah, but what sucked fun. is it was the only strong. I, it was a very strong contrast. Like the team was like split in two halves. I had like the half of the team that would have just wanted to like didn't have any interest in listening, um, just wanted to beat the piss out of each other and run around and do whatever the hell they want to do for an hour, and the other half were kids that would listen and that wanted like instruction and direction and would do whatever you asked them to do, however you asked them to do it. And it, I felt bad for those kids because most of my time was spent keeping the other kids from assaulting each other. You should just let them assault each other. All right, you I guys, think it's an easy fix. You guys go over there. You should have gave one a ball peen hammer. Beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, let them fucking hash it out. The rest of you come down here, and we're gonna play some soccer. I just think you're getting soft in your old age. I'm gonna say this. Okay, I'm not soft. It's just not important enough to get worked up about. It sounds like you were. Say it. No, you were getting ready to shoot yourself at the end of the season. Important enough. You already said that to get worked up about. I mean, like outwardly worked up about. You're out outwardly worked up about it right now. Yeah, the season's over. To you, not fuck in the season. Not these are all five year olds. Oh, and I was. I'm sitting there thinking to myself. I'm like, man, it's like crossface days. But that was just different world, man. Like different environment. Yeah, you had other kids that beat the piss out of those yeah. kids. I can't be like, you know, because I had a couple kids that would have been perfect candidates, givers and receivers, of those scenarios. But you should you stand over there, you just broke you down kick, and do a little wrestling practice. You kick the ball at him <laughs> as hard as you can, and you stop it. You're the goalie. Why now. don't you do that? <laughs> Everybody else takes penalty kicks. There you go. That's not a bad idea. It's like a firing squad. That is not a bad idea. Because I had one kid on the team that every time he kicked the ball, I mean, it was like, it, it, my daughter, she got drilled in the face one time, like on accident, like just turned around, he kicked it, and wham! Like, my guy, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you lined him up. Like, I, I mean, he kids on the other team, like during a game, would just get drilled. He had no touch whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think you utilized him to the fullest of his ability. No, probably not. Very unfortunate. If anything, I tried to rein him back. I'm like, hey, have some control. For what? I don't know. <laughs> score some goals, man. Like Ricky Vaughn. Score some goals. Wild don't break thing. some skulls. But yeah, he was. He's no good when he once he put the glasses on. No. No, definitely not. So you are? You ruined that kid. He ruined. So tell me how that grain alcohol was. It's not good. I'm still tasting it. Sure as fuck don't taste like no Basil Hayden. Would it have been better if you would have drank it out of a gallon jug? Probably. A milk jug, yeah. Like uh, like it's always sunny with their grain alcohol? I'll probably get in and have one more of them. I'm feeling better. Can we talk about it's always sunny for a minute? Yeah, sure. I would love to. That's such a great show. <clears throat> I just have to be like in the right frame of mind to watch it. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't smoke enough weed anymore to really like watch it and stay invested. I don't watch anything really, so I'm I'm a weird I'm a weird bird. I think shows like that 
The Office is the same way. I got to be like in the right mindset to watch it. Like to where, because otherwise there's times I could watch the show and be like, this is so stupid. And other times I'm like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I get a couple of hitters in me and Uncle right. Frank, I'm a huge fan. How about the sausage in the pocket? Loved that's it. That's a good one. Uh, that's that's where he was the extra on that. He was a zombie or whatever. And he <laughs> right, the, sausage links. The greasy sausage fingers. That and the party, the one where he comes out of that fucking leather couch butt naked. <laughs> I can't remember the I can't remember the lead up <clears throat> to it, but he cuts himself out of that couch while everybody's in there. It's like a black tie party and what's the one when he comes crawling out of there? What's the, the episode where it's like a completely inappropriate situation, but he he has a gun. <laughs> he pulls out a gun. Like it's like a yeah, revolver. At the bar. Yes, yes, yes. I can't remember. <laughs> I thought it was cricket. I thought he was gonna shoot cricket. Maybe. But I can't remember. I think someone was like <clears throat> robbing you know, like maybe it hit a couple bars or something in South Philly or whatever, and they thought they were gonna rob the bar and I don't remember. I do think there was something like that. They're talking about like getting a security system and Yeah, I and just he thought just there was shows some... up with a pistol. Maybe that was it. It could have been it. But uh, that I mean, I remember some that, some good times watching that the show. The fucking wicker furniture when they're leaving Philly and they pack up that U-Haul and him and Charlie and Mac are back there and they light the wicker furniture on fire to stay warm. <laughs> but the lacquer on there like puts them out. They so have a podcast. They wake up a couple hours later and they're like, yeah, I think we passed out from the furniture. They have a... Because I've seen a couple where it, it's Charlie. I mean, they're whatever, but Charlie, Mac, D. His, his real name's Charlie. It's Charlie Dick. Charlie, Mac, D, and Dennis, whatever their fucking real name. But they have like a podcast where they are talking about at different episodes or just random shit. It's pretty good. Oh, sweet D. Well, and Mac's married to her. Yeah. Right? In real life. Rob McEl- McElney, or I don't know how you say his name. I'm not sure. <clears throat> um,. But yeah, well, definitely, definitely not enough weed smoked. No, and recently, back, and to really enjoy. Back before you had wonderful yeah. sitcoms like this to occupy your time. I, uh, you, you know, idle time. What what do they say? Uh, no, idle hands are tools of the devil. Correct. And our friend David Parker Ray must have had a lot of free time on his hands. Way too much, obviously. So. Or- he will be facing off against Ed Gein. Touche. And the winner will get the Candyman, right? Um, I don't know if we're going <coughs> to... I don't know if we're going to do it that... Jeez, <coughs> dying. Hold on. <coughs> Are you going to change the rules? we going to change the rules mid-tournament? No. Last year, this is, we did the same fucking way, I'm pretty What's sure. But once they made the Fatal Four, we just... That's how we did Said it. Who we got wins? voted that way, yeah. Oh, I thought we got to a championship, no? Eh, it kind of worked that way, but I'm pretty sure just once like the four Royal was Rumble style? Yeah, fuck yeah, why not? Fatal four-way, like you said. Yeah, maybe we do that. I'll be down with that. Yeah, quick and easy. Do you think that like any two of them team up I don't and know. then settle it themselves? 
I don't know. I the think end. we need to see who the fourth contestant is. Maybe true. this my guy needs an accomplice. So, well, you might find one. Yeah. So we'll dive right in here. So our friend, not our friend, our notorious your friend, notorious raper, shitbag, David Parker Ray. Uh, he was an American kidnapper, torturer, rapist, and suspected serial killer. Uh, no bodies were ever found but he was accused by his accomplices of killing several women and suspected by the police to have murdered as many as 60 women in Arizona and New Mexico while living in Elephant Butte, approximately seven miles north of Truth or Consequences. Now, what does that I even mean? That it's a, is it a city? What, Truth or Consequences? Yeah, I don't know. I'm... That's where Cactus Jack is from, son. Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Okay. So, I mean, there's not a lot going on in this region of the country. What the desolate, fuck do you mean by that? Desolate wasteland. Basically anywhere that settlers. grass anywhere that grass doesn't grow. It's pretty goddamn depressing. What about Phoenix? Not pretty much grass in Phoenix. Goddamn depressing. I don't know. I mean, I guess the weather's nice. Yeah, here in a month or two, I'd fucking trade you for a little Phoenix. So he was born on the sixth of November, almost to his birthday here. Um nineteen thirty nine. In Bella, New Mexico. His parents were Cecil and Nettie Ray. Oh, my God. (laughs) And due to their poor financial condition, they lived uh, with his mother's parents on a small ranch where David grew up with his sister, Peggy. Dad was an alcoholic who often uh, fought and lashed out at mom. And during his childhood, DPR... Well, as we'll call him. DPR, I love it. Uh, would be sporadically visited by his violent alcoholic father, uh, who'd supply him with magazines depicting sodomistic pornography. God damn it, will you say it right one time? Sadomasochist. God, what does that can... even mean? I don't even know what sadomasochist means. They're into pain, giving and receiving pain. Same as sodomistic. Yeah, basically. I mean, uh, So at Mountain Air High School in Mountain Air, New Mexico, he was bullied by his peers for his shyness around girls. Because of this, he would begin to abuse drugs and alcohol. So we, that's a common theme that we've seen, like kind of like they get bullied Rejection, a little bit. Yeah. So uh, one thing, and I guess I didn't really put it in there, but I made sure I wanted to come back. Uh, his big thing at that age, especially to kind of get away from, you know, being bullied and, you know, not having a lot of friends. Big journal keeper. So if you can't, if no one else will talk to you, you talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. Um, his sexual fantasies of raping, torturing, and even murdering women uh, really developed during his teenage years. And around this time, his sister discovered his sadomasochist drawings, as well as porno- pornographic pho- photographs of bondage acts. You have a hard time over there, bud. Photograph. Um, you need to use like we need elementary words here. Photographic? Did you say photographic photographs? Or Pornographic porn? photographs okay. of bondage acts. And after completing that. high school, uh, he received an honorable discharge from the United States Army, where his service included work as a general mechanic. Gosh, the Army, they really will. They'll take anybody. Yeah, especially back then. <clears throat> um, you know, but big thing in this, dad, huge piece of shit. Sound like grandfather wasn't much better. And... I feel like somewhere down the road, David and Peggy probably were on the receiving end of 
you know, some childhood memories from grandpa. Sadomasochist I, I, behavior. You have to. I, I don't think just looking at certain things is going to take you as, as deep into this shit as he gets. His first sexual experience in his journal, he talks about, he said she was a willing participant, but basically tied her up in the desert, spread eagle, and raped her, more or less. Like, that was his first sexual experience. That's that's how he I mean, lost, what, that's how he lost I mean, the V card. He tired us a few cactus? Cacti. Cacti? Yeah, hands and feet. And just, and like I said, in his journal, he said she was a... Fuck him will, to the tumbleweed show up. Willing participant. Fuck him to the scorpions show up. But the journal, I don't know if I ever really get back to it. Um, He detailed everything. His accomplices, everything. Like, from that age. And whether or not they survived. So. Right. Well, so did they recover these journals, like, yeah. Whenever he was eventually captured. Yeah. Um. So, you know, given his deprived sexual records, uh, it wouldn't be a surprise to know that David failed in his married life. He was married to four different women at four different times, hopefully. I mean, you got to move a little further north from Arizona to be married to four women at the same time. Um, Let's but, talk about that for a second. Yes. Could you? Be married to four different. I got my hands. So I can't keep one happy. Oh, I didn't gonna say anything four about happy. Could you? Could you be married to four different women? Like in what way? Are we talking like? I'm talking future leaders of Latter Day Saints. Where the fuck that thing's called? But I mean, we, no, we got to talk about this though. Like in what manner? Like, could you have four women living in your house that you sleep with, have children with? I mean, and somehow try to keep them happy together. Like, that'd be the hardest part. Fuck just keeping them happy. How do you right. keep them from not fighting each other? That would be the tough and part. And not even over the fact that they're all fucking you. That'd be the least of their worries. It'd be something else. See, that's why I think it'd like, be critical. You know what that bitch Brenda did today? That you had four different houses and you could just rotate. Yeah, you'd have to have some cash, though. I mean, fuck. I don't know what those people do for a living, but they all seem you to just do make, pretty make well. them have jobs. That ain't a bad idea. Okay, keep talking to me. <laughs> just, I think you'd have to have them separated for the reasons you've already detailed, and then rotate. Like you ever, um, you ever watch that Sister Wives thing? Uh, I know it's not no, big. I know anymore, what it is, but, but I don't think I ever watched much of it. Some of them, fuck, they're like like their best friends. I think they're doing more fucking than. Mom and dad, maybe I don't know. I'm just saying, two women. I think it'd two be women more living weird. in a house like that, getting I, along so, so well is. I think the weirdest part of that whole thing would be being a child, and that. Now, I guess if you never knew any different, yeah, you wouldn't why, know. It's why would weird. it be weird? I you got dad. I I don't know. What do you call? What do you call? Mom, 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 and mom, and mom. Why couldn't? Why couldn't it be? Or maybe one is mom, and then the other one's. Tina, Brenda, Stephanie, Aunt. No, I maybe call them by their name, but I but I think if the children are shown love and you know a decent 
upbringing, I don't think how many people are in the house. It'd be no different than having two dads. Well, that's one thing. Two moms. But kids, that's one thing. Kids are pretty fucking resilient. They are. Just don't treat them like shit. And it usually works out pretty good. No, I mean, yeah, you got it like the basic needs of, of raising and taking care of a child. Yes. But I mean, as far as the other shit, like down the road, will you maybe have to answer some questions once they realize that the rest of the world is different? Sure. I go to Tommy's house and he just has one mom. Yeah. Why do I have four? Your father's a whore, obviously. Yeah. Because it's not my fault. Tommy's dad is a small dick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Touche. So, um, let's talk a minute about Jesse Ray. So David, hey, you didn't even finish. Oh, he sorry. Two daughters. He had two daughters, and one of whom would become an accomplice in his crimes. I gotta say this right, Jesse Ray, Jesse Jesse Ray, Jesse Ray. Are you sure? Oh yeah, they're wild fucking hillbillies. So. No, there's no way it's Jessa Ray. Jessa Ray. Whatever. Her name Jessa isn't Ray. even fucking Jesse. I know. So David was 23. He was employed as a truck mechanic, which he did in the Army. And uh, within three years, he'd meet wife number three. Lucky number three. Uh, Glenda Burdine, 18, single mom. What do you think that looks like? All right. Glenda? You ever... There's not a Glenda on this planet that's under 200 pounds. First of all, not that that's that big, but there's not a Glenda on the planet. Yeah, what under a two bills. Move. He's coming at two bills. Glenda. That's the cutoff. Uh, no, wait, two viddy. I I I feel like Sutton's rule is even worse than what you said. Glenda, Glenda's as round as she is tall. How about yeah. that? Okay, and a single mom, obviously. So. Um, the only person who's ever had sex with her moved on. Uh, together, they had a daughter in 1969 named Glinda Jean. Glinda Jean Ray was a daddy's girl from the start, and decades later, she remained unusually close to her father. She grew up tall, slim, and a blonde tomboy. She's a spitting image of dad whom she adored, and later in life, she changed her name frequently, going by Jesse. Or Jessa, most of the time. I'm telling <laughs> it's definitely Jessa Ray. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, You've seen this guy. He looks like an old leather in handbag. Ni- in 1986, the year that the world was graced with my presence, aware that her father had a bondage hobby that included torture and murder, Jessa Ray, now 21, took action. So by now, Dad is on marriage number four, uh, and he'd found a woman for Phoenix named Joni Lee. And, uh, I mean, God, this sounds like a Willie Nelson album. Uh, Tell them, they, they had both settled down in Elephant Butte on Bass Road. Is everything in this town named after an animal? You said there's nothing out there. It's basically not even civilized. Bass Road and Elephant Butte. Uh, so uh, this is close to the reservoir that brings thousands of tourists each year. So in the ensuing years, Ray made good money as a mechanic, and he and Joni Lee uh, bought a second property in Stone Lake, New Mexico. 
Uh, DPR traveled back and forth to Phoenix for his job, and he continued his cryptic activities involving prostitutes, kidnapping, and torture. But that was what the Elephant Butte property on Bass Road was for. The fourth marriage didn't last. Shocker. And shortly after the divorce, he met Cindy Hendy, who worked at the Elephant Butte State Park. Uh, They clicked immediately and moved in together around the time Cindy told David Ray uh, that she, too, wanted to rape women. How does that come up in conversation? Like, you're sitting there, you're getting to know each other. My favorite color is blue. I like pizza. I also like to rape women. He may have came out like that. I don't know. I mean, And do you think she's like, oh, my God. Me, too. <laughs> like, how, how I love that, you, David. How does that I even... Like, I don't know. I don't know how you get to a point where you would, I guess, disclose that to someone. Well, Kobe Bryant was okay with saying he raped a woman before, but not like it was a pastime. So I don't know. I don't know how you do that. You're not supposed to speak about the dead like gonna, that, right? I can't believe you're going to trample on Kobe's grave like that. Black Mamba down... Um, so she would become another one of uh, DPR's accomplices. Um, now, one yes. thing one thing I think we kind of skirted over a little bit. I think Jesse... Who? Jessa Ray had a much larger part in the beginning, like in her younger years. I'm Well, it said that there was one of these two daughters was an accomplice but as we're going to find out here real quick like this does not sound like the behavior of an, of an accomplice well i think she ended up spending a little time in jail too so i the law felt differently but yeah it kind of skipped over it's really it's kind of hard you really gotta dig deep okay i couldn't find much okay on like her actual involvement but well so I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to find out if Jesse Ray and Spencer. David Ray maybe spend a little time together, if you know what I mean. Okay. All right. Um, um yes. Gotcha. Uh that sort of behavior is usually you know, reserved for a little further east in the southern parts of the country. Right. But uh They took it out west. Yeah, I guess. Uh so just before Jess Ray went to the authorities, and shortly after buying the property, uh, David purchased a 25-foot-long windowless cargo trailer. We've all seen the type, you know, like usually a lot of people that have uh, lawn mowing services and things like that use these enclosed trailers to haul their uh, lawn mowers and things around. So he parked it on the Bass Road property and named it the Toy Box. And he began using his decades of mechanical experience to construct basically a torture chamber, right? And uh, so Jessa showed up on the FBI's doorstep at the branch office in New Mexico in June of 86, and the FBI agents that interviewed uh, Ray investigating Jessa Ray's claims for over a year, but it was it was just too much. The agents didn't believe that he'd committed any crimes, and they saw Jessa Ray as coming to them out of spite and blew her off. So I, this again, this is kind of vague. Maybe it just seemed too outlandish to be true. And uh, I don't know if there was sort of a, a rift that had evolved between the two of them. So basically, when the FBI investigated him, short of just confessing to the murders in 
torture. He told them almost word for word what he had done up until that point. And that any any person that maybe he had inflicted pain on was a willing participant. And he showed him like advertisements in kink magazines that, where he had sold some of the torture devices like over the years. Because this guy was kind of a mechanical genius, I guess. Like could take a old shitty beat down car out of a... Junkyard He's the somewhere. fucking Has MacGyver. He yes. is the MacGyver of foreign objects, is what you're saying. Yes. There's okay. there's tools at the uh, Elephant Butte State Park that still have his name on them. They still use them because he built them. Not not because he built them, but he built them so well that even once they figured out how big a piece of shit he was, they just too, still decided too good, to keep too good not to use. So yeah. in '87, uh, the FBI puts away. DPR's file. Uh, following that, he would prey on dozens of women over the next 13 years, and Jessa went to the authorities and told them what her dad and new mom were up to. So, Mr. David sexually tortured and presumably killed his victims using whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, leg spreader bars, surgical blades, Electric shock machines and saws. Um, does not sound like a very good time. No, and like I said, <laughs> some of those journal entries are rough, man. Like uh, one of the first tortures he had, he was maybe 16 and found a young woman to be his accomplice in the... Uh, the young lady they found, they basically gave her the Albert Fish treatment. Just needles, one after another. any Anywhere and everywhere you can imagine. So I don't know if David's talking about the same thing here, but I know that you and I have been to a few leg spreader bars. Touché. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it was about these specific places, but they seem to... Always do the trick. No, I think these are more like the shackle style. Yeah, unfortunately. Not like the cooler. <laughs> uh, so one other weird thing he did is he me- mounted a mirror um, on the ceiling above the obstetric table to which he strapped his victims. It almost looked like a dentist chair Dynas- or something. Or whatever. chair, yeah, basically. whatever. Um, and he put a mirror on the ceiling... Uh, he also put his victims in wooden contraptions that bent them over and immobilized them uh, while he had his dogs and sometimes other friends raped them. Yes, you heard that right. Uh, the dogs got in on the action. And he is said to have had one of his victims to see everything that he was doing to them and often had an audio tape uh, recording of his voice playing for the victims whenever they regained consciousness that would detail in very descriptive ways, exactly what was about to happen to them. Yeah, so him and Cindy or whoever, you know. It sounds like he maybe even had some friends who just live locally that would go with him sometimes, the local bar. Hey, man, you want to soda out my vending machine? Like, <laughs> like I don't... Go pick somebody up and put them in the toy box. They're sedated, and, you know, once they wake up in that... You know, basically strapped down to a table, 
that audio recording would be playing. He's videotaping and, you know, he got off on just watching them, you know, because that tape's like an hour long. So, yeah, I mean, it went into very great detail um, of every little aspect of what was going to happen, uh, including the dogs. And, and basically the way he sold it was we're, we're going to use you until... We're no longer interested in using you anymore. So the more um, enjoyable you can make yourself to be around and the more pleasant you are about all this, the longer you'll live. (laughs) I don't know how how you could uh, put on a smiling face to be electrocuted and fucked by a dog and have all sorts of weird contraptions shoved inside of you, Uh, not including this motherfucker and whoever he wanted to bring bring along with him. Yeah, Cindy Hindy's not great either. I mean, I know I said I would like to be kidnapped, but Cindy Hindy's not on my list, unfortunately. So let's talk about Cindy Hindy. Uh, born Cynthia Lee Hindy in 1960, the future, excuse me, goodness gracious, the future kidnapper and sexual criminal had a troubled childhood. Uh, she was raised in an impoverished neighborhood on the outskirts of Everett, Washington. Uh, she grew up with an alcoholic mother, a bartender who would routinely let her daughter go hungry. As a child, she saw her mother get beaten by an abusive boyfriend named Dick, potentially of Dayton. And uh, mom eventually remarried another man uh, when her daughter was eight. Uh, Hindi was around 11 when he crawled in the bed with her and attempted to rape her. Um, he convinced his wife he drunkenly mistook one... Uh, one bed for the other. Yeah, I mean, the old, switch, the old switcheroo. Yeah, these they're out to get me. So fucked up. Fuck you, motherfucker. So, um, Hindi's mother took her uh, new husband's side, of course, like most deranged, fucked up people do, and the two kicked Cindy out of the house, who was around age 12. That sounds like a winning life decision. And uh, left on her own, she dated drug dealers, prostituted herself, and became dependent on alcohol and cocaine. I'm telling you right now, not that this is the time to get on my fucking soapbox, but this is how unproductive members of society are created, is by piece of shit parents. Not to say, I'm not saying there aren't kids that grow up in very like supportive homes that go down a bad path. But just the odds of your kid turning out like a giant piece of shit increase significantly if, if you, you yourself are a piece of shit. Ugh. Why, you, me why are you looking at me when you say Not. that? So uh, she, enjoy, she enjoyed aggressive, near-violent sex that included rape fantasies. And one partner recalled that she once said uh, that they should rape somebody, maybe a prostitute. Um that's oh, so she's trying to partner up. I feel with like her partner. I feel like when uh when I when I said that she was uh she enjoyed near violent sex that included rape fantasies, I felt like I saw Twitch come out of you over there. No, no, no. So no. not a raper. It's, not even a fake raper. No. It'd be weird. <laughs> right? Don't you think? Like I don't know. I I don't I mean I I Tears of Joy would be one thing, but any other Tears kind of joy. It's basically a... Well, then it's not... I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but... You want to take all the wind out of my sail. That's the easiest way to do it. Start crying. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I that'd mean? That'd be weird. 
Fuck for it, sure. I'll, I'll finish this. I'm leaving. Um, so she also gave birth to three children uh, with three different men, of course. And like her mother, she struggled to take care of them. Uh, when her youngest child turned 10, she um, gave up on raising them and sent them off to their grandparents. So here we go. Apple not falling far from the tree. This is how just a long line of fucking losers starts. It's exactly what it is. Just like this? Yeah. I mean, and they just fucking keep procreating, man, like reproducing over and over and over again. Yeah, they don't know what else to do. So um, now it's 1997. Uh, fleeing convictions on grand theft and drug charges, Hindi moved from Washington to the town of Truth and Consequences, New Mexico, where she met our piece of shit, not friend, David Parker Ray, the toy box killer. In New Mexico, Cindy Hindi worked at a state park where she met DPR. The two quickly bonded over their shared violent sexual fantasies. So this, of course, now we're starting to understand why they had so much in common. Uh, when I moved in, she says, he started to tell me of all the women that he had murdered. He said at least one a year for about 40 years. Uh, Cindy later recalled that she wasn't sure if she believed his story at first, and she said that she was both nervous and intrigued. After hearing it, she probably was also horny, which she doesn't mention in this quote. No, she didn't. I don't think she wanted that dirt on her. Um, so Hindi would later state that Ray uh, had bragged that you know he knew how to kill someone and bury them in a lake. That doesn't sound like a great skill to be bragging about. What's that? That don't seem very hard. How to get rid of a body? I know how to kill someone and bury them in a lake. Yeah, there's more to it than you think. Ray's about to give us a heads up. Pro tip. So he says the thing to do is to cut them down the belly, scoop out their guts, fill the chest cavity with cement weights, and then use bailing wire to wrap them up. Um, yeah, I suppose to do the trick. I mean, you talk about you talk about taking Gary Ridgeway's fucking thing and just expanding on it. Yeah, that's all it was. We're just, instead of just filling the pussy with rocks, we're gonna fill the whole cavity. torso. Yes. With concrete. Much heavier. Uh, so, you know, she's in, and she begins to re- routinely help DPR pick targets, starting with an acquaintance. So that sucks. Hey, uh, friends. <laughs> and she says, she was, I felt for Angela because her and I were friends, um, she says. And I had party with her a few times, and so Hindi and Ray actually released their first shared victim, making her promise to keep her abduction a secret. Uh God, like, what if they're like, you get abducted by your friend, raped by her and her boyfriend, and then they're like, hey, listen, like, you're cool, so we're 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 going to let you live this time. Just keep your mouth shut. Um, I don't think I would be able to not be friends with them. Blow the whistle. So according to Hindi, while the two had a victim in their clutches, uh, DPR would do most of the torturing while she stood by and watched. Uh, she says, I had no remorse at the time. It was like slow motion. I don't think I had any feeling one way or the other, she recalls. It's always funny once you're being interrogated. Now you're like, well, I was basically just a bystander. I was, I was there. Uh, she also claimed that he never heard or tortured her the way he did the victims, but in 1999, their horrific spree ended when a victim managed to get away. So one thing we're going to do at some point 
I think. And uh, we can debate about this for a moment. Well, it's going to be a debacle. Do you think we play the tape now, the six minutes of the tape we have now? Or do you think we save it and we release a bonus episode? A what? Bonus, maybe boner episode. A boner episode, yeah. I don't know. You're the boss. Six minutes. I'm the boss. You're the boss. Fuck you are today. Two. Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Tiny Dancer. I don't know. If anything, maybe we'll play at the end. Okay? Good? Boner. No? Boner episode. Boner episode. All right, here we go. So, uh, let's get into one of these uh, crimes, another one. So, Cynthia Vigil was abducted from an Albuquerque parking lot by DPR and his girlfriend, Cindy Hendy. Uh, she was taken to the Elephant Butte you know, trailer, uh, confined, confined and tortured. Uh, chaining her to a table, DPR and Hendy raped and tortured the woman with medical instruments, electric shocks, and uh, whips for three straight days. Hendy later claimed that she had only whipped Vigil while Ray did the rest. Vigil escaped from the trailer on March 12, 1999. To escape, uh, she waited until DPR had gone to work and then unlocked her chains with the keys that Hindi had left on a nearby table. Hindi noticed Vigil's attempt to escape and a fight ensued. During the struggle, Hindi broke a lamp on the survivor's head, but Vigil unlocked her chains and stabbed Hindi in the neck with an ice pick. That's Fuck yeah. Talk about a way to fight your way out of a sticky situation. Ice pick. That's a go-to. So Vigil fled while wearing only an iron slave collar and padlocked chains. Good thing she didn't come across you on the road. (laughs) Collar stays on. Yeah, I can't help you with that. Says Ryan. Help you with everything else. So she ran down the road seeking help, uh, which she got from a nearby homeowner who took her in, comforted her, and called the police. Her escape led officials to the toy box trailer and instigated the capture of DPR and his accomplices. Police detained Ray and Hindi. The way he talked, I didn't feel like this was the first time, said Vigil. It was like he knew what he was doing. He told me I was never going to see my family again. He told me he would kill me like the others. So the... Worst part about this, one of the neighbors that lets her in, uh, one, she has a hard time finding people. You know, she's bloodied, butt naked, chain hanging, you know what I mean? This is like, fuck. Most people are like, no. Do not shrink me, gypsy. Right. So the couple that ends up letting her in the house, she like hides under the kitchen table while they're calling the cops. She's scared for her life. The cops take her to whatever local shit hospital. Well, after they arrest Cindy Hindi, who else do you think they bring to the very same fucking hospital? Cindy Hindi. Yeah. So while she's basically sitting, waiting to be seen, they bring that bitch walking right back through her. You know what I mean? She fucking freaks out again because she's like, oh shit, here, you know what I mean? Here we go. Back to the toy box. All over again. So we have another victim, Angelica 
Mont- Montano? Montano? What do you think? Montano. I Montano. Angelica Montano came forward with a similar story to Vigil. She said that she had been held captive by Ray after Hindi invited her to the house to pick up a cake mix. After being raped and tortured, Montano convinced the pair to release her along the highway. How do you think that she was able to do that? I don't know. They seem pretty like... Yeah, they, you're staying here. I don't know. Honestly, they seem stupid. They seem really unintelligent, which we probably kind of knew that just based off of all the other bullshit. But He did this for a very, very long time, though. I don't think he's near as dumb as we think he is. He just sounds dumb for sure. Or arrogant, maybe. Oh, definitely arrogant. So she was picked up by an off-duty law enforcement officer and told him what happened. Uh, but he didn't believe her and left her at a bus stop. So God, can you imagine, man, when you think this is, all right, man, like this is my ticket. I'm fucking safe. I got someone that's going to go after this piece of shit. And he's like, all right, crazy lady, to the bus stop we go. All right, whore. Yeah. Yeah, because just like most of these other assholes, a lot of their intended targets, their victims were prostitutes yeah. or... People who drug addicts, undesirables, we'll yeah. say, right? So, police identified another victim, Kelly Garrett, also called Kelly Van Cleve, from a videotape which dated from 1996. Garrett was found alive in Colorado after police identified her from a tattoo on her ankle, which is wild, right? So it was a very, very specific, detailed tattoo. Yeah. Did they see it like from one of his videos? Videos pictures one thing he was pretty good about it he would cycle so like the journal stayed up to date but once he got so far in video evidence pictures he'd burn them he'd get rid of them i bet that was the when she was found was the first moment she was thankful that her ankle spent so much time in the air probably so uh once you know they find her in colorado with this very specific tattoo she testified that she had gotten in a fight with her husband and decided to spend the night playing pool with friends. Um, DPR's daughter, Jessa, who knew Garrett, took her to the Blue Water Saloon in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, and may have drugged the beer she was drinking. So here we go, muddy in the waters again about the may whole have. accomplice thing. She offered Garrett a ride home, but instead took Garrett to her father's house. Uh, Garrett said she endured two days of torture before DPR drove her back to her home. Uh, he told her husband that he had found the woman incoherent on a beach. Her husband did not believe that she could not remember where she had been, and Garrett said that she did not, did not know what to tell police, so did not contact them. Her husband sued for divorce, and Garrett moved to Colorado. She was later interviewed on cold case files, about her ordeal. So this one thing he would do is give them some sort of concoction that basically erased their memory, right? Yeah, Tommy Lee short-term Jones. Short-term memory. Tommy Lee Jones, Men in Black style. Got the flash. Give him the old wand. How, how frightening would that be, though? I Well, especially... Like, if, maybe you have just some sort of reoccurring nightmare where you feel Well, especially if real. your orifices are bored out, like... <laughs> I I don't know, man. Like, I, I mean, I think it's time we probably talk about some of these things they found. Okay, this guy. I mean, you've have you seen the little? I guess I have no other way to call it, but like a fuck machine. Yeah. Okay. 
he very well may have been the inventor. Like he had a motorized piston machine with things attached numerous, to it. Like numerous you attachments, have right? Ever seen? I mean, uh, one doctor was talking about it. Like they found a dildo. I guess I'm not sure how you would make one out of PVC studded with nails. And when they asked the doctor, like, what kind of damage would this do? They're like, it would basically make your insides your outsides. You know what I mean? And Jesus, big, uh, big backdoor fan. Him and Robert Burdella had a lot in common. Oh. And if you listen to that video or his recording in the entirety, he really gets into that. The backdoor action? Huge fan. Can you hear me knocking? So, <laughs> it's, it's not fucking funny but so like of, you almost of, have to pretend this stuff's pretend of, like of all the crazy toys you find in there nine times out of ten that's that's where it's headed into the asshole into the asshole yes do not wash my ass. wash my asshole um so after their arrest ray and hindi initially claimed vigil was a heroin addict and that they were trying to detox. Authorities quickly saw through the story after searching the trailer, and they found the audio tape which backed up Vigil's claims and a slew of torture instruments ranging from pulleys, whips, and sexual devices inside the toy box. So what if you go to rehab and that's the treatment you're given? What do you think about that? You think that'd work? Okay, so, all right, one th- I'm re I'm having like I read it but I'm having days. to reprocess this. So they're saying that they're trying to detox her from heroin. She's you know you're coming I down. I mean it She's probably worked. It probably worked. You think? The last thing probably on your mind at that point is probably heroin. I don't know. I'll I bet. Just, so maybe at White Oaks they need to change their treatment plan a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you can't stay clean, you get the fuck machine. <laughs> couple couple days in the sugar shack sets you straight. Um, that's so fucking ridiculous. Good lord, like yeah, these people here they are. They're just good Samaritans trying to run their own uh, detox center, self ran detox center out of a trailer on a shit property in Elephant Butte, Montana. Elephant Butte, Montana, off Bass Road. <laughs> New Mexico, but still sounds like All it should right. be Montana. So I've already decided what our first fake ad is going to be, and it's going to be DPR's detox center for whatever wayward located junkies. on Bass Road and Elephant Butte, New Mexico. See, they write themselves sometimes. Um. So, police also found footage of them torturing another women another woman leading them to suspect that more than one crime had occurred Two other victims, Kelly Garrett and Angelica Montano came forward to um, confirm as much. So before it both had been tortured by DPR and Hindi on separate occasions and a full month before vigils abduction, Montano had been dumped by the side of the road uh, after three days of torture and Montano alerted police that the couple's crimes against her uh, of the couple's crimes against her, but authorities never investigated her claims until Vigil's escape. So I, I think I kind of remember Vigil's in the, and we've never called it this, but 
His toy box, once you're inside of it, he had a sign. Is one of the first things you would see. It was called Satan's Den. And like just outside of the person in the chair's view was basically like, uh, I'm not sure what you would call it. It's not a mantra. Um, it was basically a list for him. Like he would go in there and read it every time before he started torturing someone. A list? I, like a, I know like has, an agenda? Not an agenda. This is something he's going to read to himself. Don't trust them. Have no mercy. Uh, doesn't like matter like, if they cry. I don't know what it's called. Like an affirmation? Almost? Affirmation, yes, exactly, exactly. And it would have these lists of just awful things. They're going to try to tell you they're a, they have children. They're going to try to plead with you to get out of here. Show no mercy. You know, just a fucking... You know, these were like his Ten Commandments. And he would read them every time to just kind of pump himself up before anything took place. Just so he know he knew he wouldn't back I tell down. you what, if I'm sitting strapped to a chair and somebody comes in and starts reading that list, I'm not doing heroin ever again. But I do think, now kind of listening back to all the things, I think Vigil actually did get him to crack a little bit. And that's why they dropped her off on the side of the road. That's crazy. I'm telling you what, man. I already hear it now, you know. Come on down to DPR Detox Center. We'll fix you from the inside out. Like, <laughs> just like I don't know. Like, oh, goodness. It's gold. It's solid gold. Um, There is another. So the FBI agent that spent, I forget what it was, maybe a week detailing everything inside that toy box you know checking it all into evidence and whatever else unfortunately she ended up committing suicide really mm-hmm. are there any suspicions? I, I didn't feel it was necessary to say what are her there name any was are there any suspicions as to why what do you mean why she committed suicide the awful shit she's seen inside of there oh, but wouldn't you feel compelled to like Bring justice to the people that... He was already caught. I'm saying all, all she did was basically log everything inside of that trailer. And it was like, I cannot live life another moment knowing this stuff. I'm, Essentially. Even with Ed Gein, I think one of the cops that, you know, originally went into his house didn't last much longer after him. I, I think me, that happens a lot more than you think. You're telling me a couple crusty nipples tied together are going to make somebody's stomach that queasy? It fucking got me. <laughs> I'm just sitting right here. The smell would have got me. Oh, for sure, dude. I've been game. I about puke on myself changing my son's diaper. No, but I, I think that gets lost. That gets lost in the fold sometimes. Just to imagine what some of those uh, people go through. Crime scene investigators, and you take that shit home with you. I don't care whether it's a job or not. You know or I mean? the people so, I've always like thought it was crazy the people that like serve pro or whatever the the crime scene cleanup folks like nah, no thanks. Like one time, uh, buddy Kevin and I were doing like a little summer work for some guy that painted houses, and we were supposed to go want to go help paint this house where some dude blew his brains out in the bathroom. Now there was nothing. Yeah. yeah it was all clean. No up. evidence. But like the whole time we were there, there, the whole time we were there, dude, we were just like, at one point in time, like 
there was it was a kind of a breezy day and like the fucking back door slammed shot. We were shitting our pants. All right, I've the <laughs> the worst one I've got. Okay, and this might hit home for some people. Some people might think I'm an asshole. Whatever the case may be. I uh, doing a house in Pekin. And the guy I'm working with that day is from Pekin. Happens to know the lady's house we're going to. Went to school with her. She had recently had a stillborn child. And there were fucking photos all over the place of this child. Like in frames. Like did a photo shoot. Yeah. Creepiest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. I've seen... I mean, like, fuck. Like, I told him that before. I'm like, I'm turning him down. I'm turning him around. I can't fucking look at him all day. We're going to be here all day. And it's like every corner I come around this lady's right. house. Yeah, I, uh, I've i seen that stuff on social media, things like that. It's not for, like, I, I it's not it for me. And, them, like, it's like, uh, it's one fuck. of those things, like, shit, man. I can't tell you how to handle that yourself like i don't know like i would i don't know how i would handle it so i'm in no position to sit there and tell you how you should handle it or whatever what's right what's wrong but i agree like it it would be uncomfortable to see that it doesn't mean that no it's your house anything wrong but it's just yeah fuck yeah man this is my house you ever seen those like turn all your pictures around you ever seen those old like way back in the day photos where like if somebody died they literally like fucking Yes, uh, yes, yes. Prop them up yeah, oh, and yeah. like take pictures with them and shit. That's what you're gonna do to me, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> right? But their eyes be open and everything, man. Like, um, some of the ones like weekend at Bernie's, like <laughs> it's just some of the ones. And I can't remember what it's called. It's got a specific name for it. But like when children would pass away, they would make like full size dolls of that child. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. And you'd keep them in the house. And if yeah. they were a bigger child, you only did them from like the shoulders up. So you did just like a bust. You know a what bust. I mean? Seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a statue, more or less. Maybe that's where the whole concept of a bust came from. But they were made of like wax. a way to immortalize. They'd use, use the real hair and shit. as weird. Way to immortalize someone. At least in the Hall of Fame now, they use bronze or gold or yeah, whatever, it, whatever is. it is. Not wax. How much more do you think Peyton Manning's cost than everybody else's? It, not as much as it would cost if it was his real hair on top of it. I'm talking about his real forehead. Yeah. Well, imagine if they just like used like his real eyebrows and his real hair on the he giant he's gold got, forehead. He's got crazy hair or something? No, I'm just saying like you talked about the ones back in the day where they would use like their real hair and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Are you saying he wouldn't come off of it? I bet that dome looks weird, bald. I just mean, how weird would it be if, like, the people's busts in the Hall of Fame had their real hair on it? I think it'd be fine. I'm okay with it. I better than seeing that mummified baby all over the house. Oh, crazy. All right, moving on, thing moving on to less creepy things. So, uh, now in custody, the repercussions of her actions hit Hindi like a ton of bricks facing 197 years in prison if convicted of 25 felony counts of kidnapping and sexual penetration. She turned on Ray and agreed to a plea deal on April 6th of 99. 
Her cooperation revealed even more of the couple's sadistic methods, forcing victims to look at themselves being mutilated and shoving them into a wooden contraption so dogs and acquaintances could rape them. Hindi also revealed that DPR previously had another accomplice. Which he ended ended up spending a little time. He was a younger kid, one of Jessa Ray's friends. Uh, He brought his girlfriend over to Dave's house, and he just said, you have to kill her. So he killed her, and they went and buried her in the lake. Not buried, submerged. I don't know what you would say. Yeah, I don't, don't know. Definitely but fishing bottom, though. He ended up going to prison as well. I didn't add him in because he really... Inconsequential. Yeah. So what's the difference between criminal sexual penetration and regular sexual penetration? Yes. <laughs> I, I would say that's probably the only... Okay. Oh, so... No. So, no is criminal. Yes <laughs> okay. is okay. All right. I got you. Loud and clear. So ultimately, no. Hindi was sentenced to 36 years in prison. Uh, Ray was sentenced to 224 years but died of a heart attack on May 28th of 2002. So just under two or just over two years. Um, after 19 years in prison, Hindi was released on July 15th, 2019. Uh, she was let out early as her plea deal came three months before a new law required violent criminals to serve 85% of their sentence. Wow, you talk about lucking out. As such, the toy box killer's lover, former lover, and trusted accomplice now walks among us. Do you think she's in the like witness protection program or some sort of Protective custody of some kind. I would imagine they change that bitch's name. They mm. always do that stuff. Um, David Parker Ray, probably like a month or two before he died, he uh, he opened up and told him, he's like, I'm going to be here for a while, so get ready. I will tell you everything, everything I've done. Then he had a heart attack. Then he had a heart attack and that died. That fucking sucks. Can you imagine? I mean, I yeah, just through through the person who actually did it. That journal is only going to tell you so much. Uh, he said he destroyed evidence, so the photos, the video, the you know, that's no longer there. Just the and the length no of one's, time. No one's ever been found. Now they've searched the lake at Elephant Butte. That's like twenty three miles long, hundred and 85 feet at its deepest point you ain't fucking searching that right lake i don't i don't care what you use so the crazy part is is for the length of time that he operated and the amount of victims that he had it's it's exceptional it's it's shocking to me and maybe it's just because they never found any of these victims to they don't have a body count to like officially attach to him but maybe that's why he's not as well-known as some of these other, you know, the Bundys, the Dahmers, the Gacy's. I, I also think, though, look at where he did it. Yeah, in the middle of fucking nowhere, like we talked about. The place he worked at, they loved him. Like, when he was first arrested, his boss was like, there's no fucking way Dave did this. Put him on paid leave. Because he, he couldn't wrap it. Like, 
he can wrap his mind around it that he had done this. So definitely a sociopath. So what that means is, is whoever the most likable person is at your job, they're probably serial a serial rapist and killer. Yes. Totally agree. Absolutely. That don't, bitch in accounting that everybody loves. Don't go to his house for a, a party. No. Ever. Got dirt on her. Nope. I'm saying it's a female raper. We talked about this a while back, but much less less common, as we said. No. Untrue. Less less common or just less reported? I bet that it's less common. Less reported. It's less common too. I'm saying less reported. No. Would you report it? Nope. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, who who would rape you? What the fuck? Why you say it like that? <laughs> who would rape fuck you? you very much? Who? How's that sound? Who would? It's hard. I mean, you're almost unrapeable. How? It's hard to rape someone. Like you have to be non. Uh, you cannot consent. No. Don't stop. You can't. Yeah, you have Don't. to. You have to be non-consenting to be raped. No, I. I mean, that's okay. I can pretend. I mean, that's not rape though. That's just like role playing. That's fine. I didn't say you can't it had to roll. Be you can't role play your way into rape. Well, if you bag me and gag me and throw me, throw me in a van like I want, I'm sure the Duke lacrosse team would disagree. But you cannot role play your way into rape. Yeah, fuck those guys. How'd that ever work out? Good for them. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought they did that thirty for thirty. I watched it, but I can't recall the I just remember details. One kid's name is Blake. I thought though that it was sort of like the evidence is pretty strongly in their favor. I mean. I that it was a role that, play no thing? that that they didn't rape that it was tell I that thought to, that's what it was but tell that to the victims' families that were gonna tell me no I don't know I told you my boy Patty Jackson plays for the London Irish had an issue which he very well may have been a raper but sound like him and another buddy do you think he would solicit people online under the name Patty Jackson thinking him, that they were him and another a, a buddy lady. had a fuck that pussy Brad moment and <laughs> it got turned into criminal shit and I mean I'm not laughing because I really think he probably is guilty but uh he's like the hey let's be honest for a minute. the best Irish rugby player, and he'll never play for the, the team. The, like, let's be honest for a moment. Like when the moment catches you right, that line between criminal and non-criminal gets real fuzzy. Gets <laughs> real fuzzy, real fast. It's not Robert Bublé. That's why Robin thick. That's why it's always important to have a safe word. Yes, that's a good safe have word a safe to have. Word. Yes, of course. I mean, I. What would your safe word be? I need to know. I don't know. I don't know. That what would it been... take for you to say your safe word? I don't know. I don't know. Come on, give us something good. I'm not sure, man. Like, uh, come I on. mean, honestly, I'm not very flexible. All you probably have to do is bend my ass in the wrong direction. And I'd be screaming out, you know. Okay, what's your whatever, safe word? Geronimo or something. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Geronimo's not a bad one. <clears throat> Get on board with that. I mean, I don't know. I just. Be wild, Geronimo. So if you ever Geronimo, if you ever come anywhere, not, <laughs> if you ever, <laughs> if you ever you ain't show, saying Geronimo. 
If you ever show up somewhere where I'm at, you hear me screaming Geronimo, send help immediately. Yeah, I'll come hold them legs. (laughs) (laughs) Get it, girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Why did it take so long? We had these, uh, well, they still are there, a couple of maintenance guys at my old my old place of employment, and they would go out together to work on fixing a different issue or whatever on a machine. And I don't know how many times I'd hear those fucking clowns. One of them would be like, you hold this pig, I'll fuck it. <laughs> like, <laughs> losers. They literally need somebody to hold something? Oh, what, just just their little this panel nomenclature, whatever. You hold this pig, I'll fuck it. I say, I say at work, you think you're sticking a fat hog in the ass more than I probably should. So, like, I get it. I know where they're coming from. I don't need anybody necessarily to hold it, but, but you use that when somebody really thinks you're doing something good, but it ain't worth the fuck. Which one? Uh, you think you're, you think st- you're sticking a fat hog in the ass. I mean, that's just a. Gotcha. I think that's that's on par. Yeah, with the, it's not bad. You hold the pig, I'll fuck it. Yeah. Um, Pretty submissive pig. I would say so. They're strong little motherfuckers. You ever tried not no. fucking a pig, but just grabbing one of them bitches? Are we speaking in code? Yeah, it's code. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> They're all muscle. Uh, they don't look like it. <clears throat> They're muscle, like from head to toe. They're yeah, cra- this craziest t- goddamn animals. I tell you what, again, you're talking about blurred lines, sir. What, right here in the pub? Blurring the lines. That's good. We've had a couple of drinks now. We got this asshole out of the way. Unfortunately, your face the- of death has come to an end. It has come to an no, end. No, I'm talking about real barnyard pigs. Oh. Like I said, there's a lot of parallels. Like what? I mean, just some of the things you were listing. I'm like, oh, yeah. Maybe. What? Yeah. One. You know, stronger than they look. <laughs> uh, they are. They're just Muscle deceiving, from man. head to toe. Deceptively strong. Yeah. Um, Craziest fucking animals. They are. They, go, they turn wild faster than any other domesticated animal. Do you know that? Like can, a pink, pink pig. You, you cut it loose out in the can wild. bite through a femur. Like that. Like, <laughs> it's... The parallels are... Let's move on. To what? I don't know. I've already pissed a lot of people off, so I don't even care. With what? Just alienating. What? I've I've fucking. I've cast stones at autistics. I've cast stones at the uh, the fats. (laughs) All sorts of stones have been cast. You did say two hundred pounds. Like that was a cutoff. That's not. Yeah, that's Jesus. You should be one ninety nine saying something like that. Right. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. You're right. It just is the first number that popped into my head. It's a nice round number. Yeah. I I guess I kind of feel bad about crashing Kobe Bryant's plane again, but yeah, I, I don't could know. probably cut off my right leg and still that weigh 200 pounds. What's that? Your right leg? Yeah. I don't know. Is your left one bigger? I don't know. How high? At the knee or the hip? I bet I'd probably lop this motherfucker off at the hip. Yeah, I'd still be there. I'd be two bills then. There you go. We got you. Just think. I mean, I mean, in most cases, in your case, not necessarily my case, but my heaviest extremity is probably, or most people's heaviest extremity is probably their legs. I think your legs heavier than a head. What about your torso? Extremity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I got a big ass head, but yeah, my legs probably heavier. All right. I was gonna try to make some joke to my my cack, but we all know that's not true. Yeah, definitely not. Your legs big. Got big legs. Jeffy take it down in one bite, probably. Oh, Dahmer. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know where you were going with that. No. I didn't know if you had a new groupie or what. Jeffy, no. Just probably just saute it with a little green pepper and onion. What do you think it tastes and like? A nice sauce. What kind of sauce do you think would go with it? You think it tastes better cooked or uncooked? Probably soy sauce. It's soy chewy. sauce makes everything chewy. taste better. Yeah, I don't know, man. You cook it, it'll probably just get all gristly. I... It might be one of those things you burn. Medium rare. Yes, please. Please prepare my shaft. <laughs> Medium rare. Medium rare. Please. With the grilled mushrooms on top. <laughs> mushrooms. You got to pay extra for that, though. Yeah, just the cap. Send me the cap. No stems. Just like eating real shrooms. Give me the cap. No stems. Uh, this has been one of the most... I tell you what, man. Like I feel like this, this series, The Face of Death, have gotten us back. We've come back home. To the pub. Yeah, a little these bit. Are, these feel more pub-like. <clears throat> the beginning was kind of rough, I think. I'm not going to lie. I thought the first couple were shit. I'm not going to lie. Well, maybe. I don't know. It took us a while. Kind of I mean, Albert Fish, man, I guess was like the turn of the century. So that's tough. It's just weird times. It's, it's not weird. Like, that guy was into some shit. He was ahead of his game. Yeah, a little bit of a Big pioneer time, like, in a way. I guarantee you there are a lot of freaks back in the day. He's never heard of them. Yeah. You yeah. know? They didn't write anything down. They didn't yeah, record fuck, it. I can't read Sanskrit. Wasn't on uh, Instagram. They might be chiseled into some pyramid over in the... Wherever, Egypt. All the freaky shit they used to do. I can't read that stuff. Hieroglyphics. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Who's who's your who's your odds-on favorite? Who you taking? Um, a Rio boy. So what what are we looking at? We're looking at right now Albert Fish, Fish, Fish Candyman, Candyman, Richard Chase, Richard Chase. Oh boy, honestly, and then either Gein or and I don't I don't know Parker, if we right? I don't know if we uh, thoroughly articulated the um, violence and uh, brute force and brutality that David Parker Ray operated with in this episode. I don't know, but like I got to think that I I think I said it a while ago like I think with these sometimes granted, you know the facts aren't always the greatest here. That's not what it is. This is a casual conversation between two awful individuals, right? Sure. I would like someone to leave here and like maybe go find someone who's a little more educated. You know what I mean? Yeah, you go, go, yeah. Take this, take the little tidbits you've gotten from us, and go find, do your own, go research. do your own research and get the real story. <laughs> um, really, I mean, but yeah, this is just we're just scratching the surface on a lot of these guys. I think that uh, I don't know though, but David, you know, David Parker Ray is the only one that maybe showed like some weakness in ways because he was letting some of these people go, shit like that. You know, Candyman. Yeah, you. You didn't leave the no. Now he did, un- but but that was his boy. That he let go. Yeah. He killed him. Um, I don't know. Big Al just ain't got the. He he he's probably just gonna be happy to be there. Me first, guys. Me first. Probably. Um, he's into it. Yeah, I think that. Uh, 
He he'd just be happy. He would hop in that. He guy he would chair. Sit, he would yeah he'd sit in the chair and put his hands behind his head and says, "Tell me your story, DPR. <laughs> Don't stop there." So, and I don't know. I don't think Gein's. I don't know. Maybe we're sleeping on Gein a little bit. Maybe Gein takes care of David Parker Ray. Puts him to sleep. Puts him to sleep. Stuff, stuffs enough rocks in his pussy to bury and him. Where's Where's his skin to the alley? Manitoba. And so everyone is initially deceived. It's DPR. Yeah. And then he. I like that. Sheds his skin. That's not bad. I'm gonna tell you what. You gotta be a sick motherfucker to wear. Yeah, you gotta be a sick motherfucker to eat somebody, and you gotta be a sick motherfucker, but to wear someone's skin around as if it were your own. I what I don't pretty get wild. Is, well, if you had to pick one, if he if he thought they smelled funny, why in the fuck would you put them I on? I don't know. He probably tanned that hide. Yeah, you think so? I don't know. But was, so you tell me he's like Tom Moore, fucking mountain <laughs> man. He's got it stretched out, and you'd have to because it would rot. I mean, so, so that's there's probably something behind that. Do you think that if you had to pick one, if you had to like eat a person, yeah, or wear their skin, yeah, yeah, eat them, really, yeah, oh yeah, what do I get to eat and how much? I don't know, all of them. What if you had to eat any, any like actual edible tissue, like not like that, but like how much skin do I have to wear? Like the a, whole like thing, the, the mammary suit. Uh, I'm eating the person. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I feel like the the suit you you just wear it and then you just you're over it. But like you always got to like you Listen, will remember the taste of that forever. You're gonna hear it. First. What if you it do might be it delicious. and it's good? What That's then? Fun. Then you're fucked. Like then I'm Issei Ishikawa or whatever fuck his name. I tell is. you what though, there's one there's one uh, one thing that this country has for this world. We are not going to run out. There's no shortage of human beings, is what I'm saying. So there you go. Supermarkets open. If uh, yeah. Push comes to shove. No, I have a crazy feeling it probably doesn't taste as bad as we think it does. Do you think that like healthier people taste better? No, probably than someone not. like me that eats McDonald's and drinks copious amounts of cheap light beer. We don't cut skinny cows, Brad. Yeah, but they don't they try to pump them full of good stuff. Yeah, not always. I don't know, man. You must see like you know they, they, those, you got, you got that, like wagyu beef. They massage and them and everything else. Beer, yeah, everything of that. You think Kim Jong whatever? He's probably delicious. I try it out. <laughs> probably he's his ass probably gets massaged and a little beef and everything else, man. Like stir that thing up. Uh, no, I I think it would be better than we think. Really, I do. Oh, I most most meat is like whatever. I mean, goat. Worst thing in the world. I don't know. If I I've would eat had, a person before I eat another goat. I don't know if I've ever had like pure goat. Oh, tastes like it smells. Really? So that be, smell you just that look you just had in your face. That's what that. You think a dog tastes like goat? No, I think a dog tastes like a dog. I think it tastes a lot like it smells. You think all animals taste like they smell? Eh, not all, just most. I get you a bite of woolly booger then. <laughs> I would too. He better watch his shit. He probably I'll, has. All five. <laughs> He's watched plenty of it. Roll right down his leg. No, I. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely no skin suit for me. That's weird. But I'd eat somebody. Yeah, I might bite the bullet. Just rock the skin suit. I don't know how long, how long though. Yeah, long, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Question, like, you like made it sound like you made or... it sound like I didn't have to take much in. So I'm just gonna. A little bit of that roast ass or something. 
I'd try it. Or a ball or something. Probably be okay. A ball? One ball. <laughs> Probably chewy. You ever seen the one where they eat like the bull testicles and they stuff? They look good. They look chewy. It looks like you're like a grape. Like it's going to explode in your it, mouth. That's the world's largest grape. But I mean like just that it looks like you're going to bite through the skin and it's going to explode its ball juice into your mouth. Well, I don't know. I mean, some people would pay for that. but Boo cocky that night, I guess. <laughs> boo cocky. I don't know. They look good. I've seen it a couple times. I, they them. don't look good. No, don't. you don't have to say they look good. You can just say you look, try it, but don't pretend it looks good. It does not look good. I've had hog balls before. They ain't bad. Rocky Mountain Oysters? Yeah. I'm not. Sliced real thin, fried up. Okay. You fry anything. I'm saying. What's the worst fried thing you've That's ever That's what eaten? I'm saying. You're over here saying you dance around in a fucking titty suit. And all <laughs> I'm saying is I take a little slice off that ass and deep fry it. The deep fried ass probably going to be better than that titty suit all day, any day. Once you sweat inside that thing, how are you going to clean it? Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe you're He didn't right. have no running water in that house. Probably that suit smell like shit. I can convince yourself that it's uh that it, it whatever you're eating is something else. Would it be better or worse? Would it be better if you knew who the person was that you were eating or would you just rather be like anonymous? Stranger. Stranger. Just like just like the cow, you don't know what the cow was. Yeah. I don't need to know its name. My uh my boss, like she lives on a farm. It's been her family for like over a hundred years, and they have cows. This sounds made up. And they uh they have names. She has names for the cows. And she like the other day she's like, oh, we got Judy in the freezer, shit like that. Like hell yeah, she's a fucking serial killer. <laughs> Serious. Why would but, you name anything you want to kill? I don't know. It might happen someday, but you wouldn't intentionally want to name something. I mean, I that's think going to end up there. Yeah, I, I would agree. You, you want to try to maybe avoid that connection. Connection for yeah, sure. It's a business transaction. Is what this is. It's not a. You still treat them well, right? They're right. going to treat you well in the long run. Yeah. But call number number, number twenty seven. Come on down. Well, is it time? It's getting real goddamn close. I think so. We got a few uh, a few housekeeping. We do things yeah. to take care of. We got we got some ladies episode. to take care of, and then Absolutely. we got one fucking guy. It's time to bury. That's right. Maybe in the lake, at Elephant Butte. Pal, yep. Get in there. All right, everybody. Here's to those that wish us well. All the rest can go to hell. Good luck to the lady ghost tomorrow, and fuck you, Coach Webb. <laughs> Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Everybody in the club I'm a straight rider, you don't wanna fuck with me. I got the police fussing at me, but they can't do nothing to a G. Wow, 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 he's very nice.